Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I love it. All right. All right. This is the world-famous Ben and Skin Show. 97 won the freak. Thank you for rolling with us today. Uh, we've got Jordan Lewis with us in studio. Cowboys cornerback. And uh, one of our favorite local athletes, just a phenomenal dude in, in so many different ways. And today, the big news is that Dan Quinn is going to leave the Cowboys. He will not be their defensive coordinator. And he's going to be the head coach of the Washington Commanders. So we already had this interview planned uh, before this news broke today. And so we've been visiting about many, many different things with Jordan Lewis. Um, so some of the other guys uh, I'm less familiar with, some of the other guys on your defensive staff. But... Um, some of the names that have been thrown about as uh, thrown around as guys who could be the defense coordinator for the Cowboys are Joe Witt, uh, and then I'm even hearing some some Al Harris. And so I want to talk to you about each of those guys. How involved are you in with each of those coaches? Um, I'm, we're very involved. Uh, so, Joe, so what? Give me your scattering report. Like, the, what? What? What is your favorite thing about each of those guys? Uh, Joe Joe Witt. He's 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 very anal. So I, I I mean I love him I love him detail oriented yeah detail oriented um and he's gonna tell you who he is from the get go you know I'm gonna coach you hard and um you gonna like it or you not so um I appreciated him and he appreciated me because he knew that you know I could take the coaching and um I, I he's a really he's a hell of a coach honestly so I mean he he had his hand in you know a lot of the different schemes that you know we did to make us you know the, the ball hawks that we were. And um, Al, he's, he's second to none, honestly, with corners. I mean, the way he teaches the reads and, you know, his 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 press technique and things like that is you can only get it from a guy that's played at the highest level and played really good at the highest level. So, I mean, every every corner that he's touched has has, has went, been to Pro Bowls and, and all pros. So, I mean, it's, it's really an all-star cast, man. And, I mean, Al is the coolest thing. And Cannon Matthew. Kind of Matthews, he uh he talked to um the Nichols. I mean, one of the smartest guys that I know. Um and and he's he's very patient because I'm in his room and um he 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 definitely he he he's a a great teacher and he's he has the temperament to be a, a great coach. During one of the games this year, they were talking about Duran. Obviously, unbelievable what happened mm-hmm. to him this year, and they were talking about Al specifically coaching you guys on tendencies of each receiver that you face. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I'm just listening to the TV broadcast. And I'm like, interesting. I wonder how unique that is compared to other secondary coaches. So was that a primary focus? Did they have that right? And if so, how different is that from what you guys would normally be coached up in that regard? Um, it was, you know, a lot of guys teach you the technique to not get beat. He's teaching you the technique to go make a play, go score. So, I mean, he's not backing down from anything. And, and I feel like that's the difference from, you know, uh, just a, a guy that's just a, a not a, a normal, you can't be normal in the NFL, but just a regular NFL coach to a guy that, 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 that understands the game and, and understands that you need to take the ball away 
to be a, a productive defense. So, I mean, he's he has no fear. I mean, he, he goes out there and tells us this is the reason that we see go out there and get it. So, I mean, you're only going to see those looks a few times, and he prepares us to, to see that, and all those guys prepare us to see, you know, what we what we want to face on that weekend. So. I think it's easy from the outside to say, well, that obviously had a huge impact on Duran. And look, what he did set an NFL record. Mm -hmm. So I want to know what the room is like with you guys in the secondary as he is doing that. We all saw the reaction when he broke the record. Mm -hmm. But I'm just curious, as the season was unfolding and the Mm -hmm. anticipation of all that, what that that was like with your group? Uh, We just handled business, honestly, because we saw it a, a, a year, two years before. Uh, with Trey, so mm-hmm. Trayvon, he was on a historical run too. So, I mean, it was, it was just amazing to see one of our guys, one of our other guys, doing, you know, being on the same pace, and it just felt really good. So, I mean, Duran, he's just the most humble guy, and his his temperament is just so calm that you wouldn't even think that he was, he was gonna go do something historic. You know, it was just, it was just another day at the job for him, and and I feel like that's that's what propelled him to be one of the best, man. Just he's just as cool as a cucumber, man. Just go out there and handle his business, no matter you know the good and the bad. You just go out there with the same, the same temperament and, and handle his business. Tell us about uh, Stephon Gilmore, what it was like when he arrived and then what he's like as a corner and as a teammate. I mean, he's he's the ultimate, man. He he showed guys, you know, how to prepare for a game, how to, you know, how to how to take care of your body, uh, what you need to be doing, what film you need to be watching. And he went out there and he, he played at the highest level, man. So, I mean, you couldn't you had to take his word and, and, and it holds weight because uh, everything he does to prepare for games, go out there and play, even when things are hard, he's just, we got to do it. We got to do it, you know. We got to go out there and, and get it done. We got to find a way. So, I mean, he was an ultimate teammate, man, and showed everybody, you know, in our group to sh- go out there and, and, and showed us how to do our job. So when that's coming from a teammate as opposed to a coach, that's got to be really impressive. We we had a couple of Texas Rangers players, former Rangers greats on yesterday, and they were talking about when teammates hold each other accountable, it's a whole different level than even a coach. Mm-hmm. It's like that's your brother holding you accountable. What are some of the things Stephon Gilmore would say about how to prepare? Like what are the, some of the things he does to prepare? Uh, he just said, man, if you're watching film, keep watching film, man. Just keep watching your film and, and, and getting your reads, man, and take care of your body. Honestly, you just go out there and, and, and watch the film. And he, he, he always had his iPad with him. So we would always talk about what the receivers doing, what they like to do. And, and that, that helped everybody. That really helped everybody. Just showing tendencies, what they, what the offense likes to do on these situations and formations. Uh, it just, it just made the game easier, honestly. Talking to Jordan Lewis here on the Ben and Skin Show, 97-1, The Freak. Because of what you went through with your injuries when Trayvon got hurt, did you feel the need to talk to him directly? Did he come to you, or do you just stay out of a guy's way when he's going through something? Yeah, man, I just I just, I just, just let him go, man, yeah. honestly. Uh, just treat him the same as you know, I, I treat him before because uh, I knew what type of role he was going to be, and I know what type of player he is, what type of you know the, the mental fortitude he has because he loves ball, man. A lot of people don't give him credit for being the cerebral player that he is. He's very smart, and people thinking he's just guessing. No, he's he's actually watching film. He understands it, and he just uses his instincts. Like he's he's probably one of the the, the smartest corners I've I've seen. Hmm. And a lot of guys don't give him his credit because he he can he can read he can read routes. I mean, he can read the quarterback's footsteps with you know the receiver's footsteps, and it's just it's it's, it's impressive. It's very impressive.
Well, you're an impressive guy, Jordan Lewis, that you can play inside or out. You can play the slot or you can play in the outside. What's harder, in your opinion? Uh, in my opinion, honestly, um, I've I've always thought that the slot was harder. I mean, he has so much room to do whatever he wants to do. And um, and the hardest route in football to cover is an over route from inside. So that's that's something that, you know, I had to, you know, take pride in because, like you said, we are a man team and um, had to make sure that, you know, we limit those opportunities as much as possible. So I think that playing inside is a bit harder for me, honestly. Would most cornerbacks rather play man and most safeties rather play zone? Uh, not, 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 no. I mean, I think it's, the, the times are changing. I feel like it, it's just, it's a positionless, you know, secondary to where a lot of guys can play a lot of positions in that secondary, and even some guys can play some linebacker. So, I feel like um, we're getting to a point in the league where you have to be well rounded. So you have to be able to cover, hit, go out there and diagnose plays. So I don't think it's just you know a certain type of DB that fits the form anymore. You just got to go out there and and be able to do everything. Which which opposing wide receiver talks the most trash? The most trash? Huh. Are they talking the whole of, time? No, it wasn't a lot of receivers that talked the trash. It wasn't. I swear, it wasn't a lot of receivers this year. Um, I think we were doing most of it. <laughs> okay, okay. Not, hold on, walk me through and, this. As in, as in we, me. So. Okay, oh, you. Okay, so do yeah. you? There's like, I've run into this before, where where uh, there there are people, uh, athletes, competitors who love that side where you can talk trash if you can get in somebody's head and just mm-hmm. cause them to pause for just a second. Man. They maybe come off their plan just a second, get distracted, and then make a mistake. Is that a part of what you do? Do you try to get in somebody's head every game? Uh, not really. I feel like I have personal vendettas against people. Okay. Uh, Let's yeah, power I, rank I, the yeah, personal vendettas. Yeah, absolutely. Who, who is so. your biggest personal vendetta against? Um, I, I had some against um, Amaras St. Brown. Mm-hmm. I, I think I had a little something with him. And um, I feel like uh, Williams got involved with it, too, So uh, because I was on... Oh, I'm a rock. So, I mean, anybody that plays for the Lions, I feel like if you have a receiver, I got to give you a hard time, especially if I got to see you all the time. So, yeah, I think I, that was one. That I just, was definitely one. I just figure you're just going to list off all the Buckeyes. The Buckeyes? Oh, no, I didn't. Have I? Well, I, I got it. Yeah, the guys at Washington, you got to make sure you, you, you give them the, you know, because they, they're pretty good. They're pretty good in Washington. Those guys can go. I think this is the time to let you talk about your Michigan Wolverines. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Absolutely. (laughs) I've got a follow-up question, but the floor is yours. Talk Michigan football, Jordan. I mean, they got back to you know what we what we saw in the in the late great days, the the golden era of football. Uh, they they ran the football and they stopped the guys from running the football. So, I mean, we we got back to what Michigan was was great at, and I feel like that's what Harbaugh was trying to do, the decade he was there, and um he 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 finally he finally accomplished you know the end goal, man. So I was excited to see you know uh, those guys go out there and and perform the way they did this whole year, and um I'm excited to see these guys, you know, a lot of the guys in the NFL do some great things like Mikey Sanders still uh he's he's here in Dallas training so um he I'm excited to see him a lot of guys man so I'm, I'm I was excited to see Will Johnson do what he did this year uh, a guy from Detroit uh that flourished this year so I'm I'm just excited man and and I'm glad that they got their they, they predecessor and um and Sherman so I'm excited man okay I want to ask you because you did play under Harbaugh for a little mm-hmm. bit he were you there when he got there no I was well I was there my I was there my junior going to my junior year 
And that's when he arrived. That's when he got Okay. Uh, what kind of a coach was he for you? And then while you're describing all that, mm-hmm. how do you think he'll do? Didn't he take the Chargers job? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How is he going to do in the NFL? Uh, He's been there before, but I'm talking about going back after being at Michigan for however yeah, long. He I was. mean, the I feel like the the generations of, in the era of you know football he knew in the league is you know gone and, and has passed. And I feel like if he can implement the culture that he did at Michigan and you know with the 49ers, I feel like he'd be extremely successful. And I feel like he will. You know, I feel like the, the, the guy's gonna buy in. He's a winner, and um, they they're gonna they're gonna go with his craziness because it, it helped us. Well, we are talking to the great Jordan Lewis, Cowboys corner here on the Ben and Skin Show. Uh, in terms of uh, a football team, it's often, you know, we've heard that a team can be in silos. The defense is over here, mm-hmm. the offense is over here, and it's almost like two different teams within a team. It seems like Dak Prescott is the type of guy who would never allow that to happen. Like, he's just going to be friends with everybody mm-hmm. on every side. Am I reading that correctly? What, what, do you, what do you like about the way Dak communicates? I mean, it's it's like he's he's just kicking it with the fellas, man. It doesn't matter, matter who's on offense or who's on defense, man. He he treats everybody the same, honestly. And um, that's what the utmost respect and you know he's he's playful and um he he definitely makes you feel like you you a part of it. So I mean, he definitely put a, put some things together to where you know the offense, defense, and some of the guys on special teams would come over his house and you know watch games and you know go out there and you know shoot pool and stuff like that. So I mean, he's he's definitely you know a, a great guy to be, you know, in the position he is as the, the, the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. So I wouldn't wish anybody else, you know, the most, you know, success ever. So, I mean, I feel like he's he's done an amazing job so far, and I feel like he's only, you know, getting started because, I mean, he's an amazing person and everything he's gone through um, and, you know, just the, the perseverance and, you know, just the the, just the the humility that he just, you know, handled himself. I mean, it's, it's definitely impressive. Who is the lead voice on the defense i mean i know you guys have different position mm-hmm. groups and so that's that's fragmented a little bit but mm-hmm. who is the number one player voice on the defense uh it, jk honestly uh jaron curse uh he was definitely the one that you know was most vocal and um the vocal leader on the team and i, I mean he he's the one that actually got us lined up so i mean he has the the green dot so he you know he controlled a lot of things so he got everything you know orchestrated on defense so i feel like him uh d-law was one um and those guys were the, the two most you know vocal leaders that we had i thought you were gonna say micah Micah, yeah, vocal leader. Yeah. No, he, he he lead by example, man. He go out there and make plays. Is that right? Yeah, he made, he made plays. Man. He's not loud or anything. He's, he's like, hey, I'm just gonna go. I do mean, my he's thing. he's playful. Uh, I mean, I think that you know he's gonna grow into that as he gets older. Um, but he's he's still a young guy that you know had to be a leader because he was so good. You know that he is so good. So um, I feel like he's gonna grow into that that role and he's gonna feel like he has the responsibility for that role. But we had guys that were you know. That were more vocal. So, like, we had J.K., we had, you know, uh, Law. Um, mm-hmm. So, those those guys definitely t- took the road. So, I again, I'm not watching film, but and I'm more of a fan than anything, and I mm-hmm. love the Cowboys. And so I'm very biased. And I feel like I'm – and I'm not, I don't want to get you in trouble with the league or ref, so I'm going to warn you. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, okay. But I'm watching Micah, and I'm like – that's a hold, holding. They're yeah. holding him. Yeah. Like hold. Like I feel like you could call like five or six plays every yeah. game. Like they're holding this man. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm just curious as you're watching the film, and I'm not going to, again, don't throw the league refs under the table, but yeah. are you watching that sometimes going, man, they are holding him? Uh, I got some friends that's refs, man, and I feel like I'm going to have to face them again. <laughs> but um, I, honestly, I feel like it, it, it got to a point where it was like, okay, when we, when are we going to let them, you know, Go out there and unleash it, or you know, when we gonna when we gonna call something. But it feels like that, right? Yeah, I mean, but we we're the Dallas Cowboys. It's always gonna feel like that, man. Yeah. So it's always gonna feel like that. Yeah. This is Jordan Lewis. It's the Ben and Skin Show. All right, we're you're a free agent, but we're gonna talk about this as if you're coming back as a Dallas Cowboy. Mm-hmm. What is the number one thing that you guys need to do to finally get over the hump in the playoffs? Mm. Uh, just holding each other accountable. Honestly, I think it, we have all of the talent, but, you know, it's something, you know, I think missing from that chemistry part. And that's I feel like that's getting closer as a team and being able to, you know, just come to, you know, to your teammates man to man and, and telling them, you know, oh, hey, this is what we see. Hey, this is we need some more you know, of this and that, you know, and I feel like that needs to be on a more collective scale. And just like you said, like the silos on defense, offense, stuff like that. So we need to do. We need to come together and say, like, okay, this is what we need. This is what we need from you. This is what we need from you. So Dallas has all the pieces, honestly, and has had the pieces for a while now. So I feel like it's it's just being accountable for you know for each other. And man, I, I, I want to ask you this carefully too. But it's like the the noise out there, and it's you've avoided all this noise. You're not watching these crazy shows and, and following all that stuff. And now I brought you in here as a guest. I'm going to show you some of it and ask you to respond to it. Man. So feel free to tell me to go F <laughs> myself. But um, there was all this talk of how good this team was in the regular season. Then you get to the postseason, and the first thing people say is, man, this team was not prepared for this game. Yeah. That's an oversimplification, mm-hmm. right? That's not a fair yeah. way to put it. Like, yeah. But you hear, you maybe have family members go, hey, man, this team wasn't prepared or whatever. Yeah. What do you make of all that? Uh, I mean, we just got punched in our mouth, honestly. Uh, I mean, and a lot of a lot of times you get punched in the mouth. If you have a plan, you got to you gotta counter it. And um, mm-hmm. they had a counter for our counter. So, honestly, it just felt like they, they had the day, and that's just what it was. That was their day to have, so. It's, it's 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 not like a series or something like that, baseball or football or basketball, where you can go out there and and prove it again. It's just sometimes you know it's not your day, and we picked the wrong day for it not to be our day. Yeah, we'll hear coaches say we had a great week of practice. Mm-hmm. Do you have memories of having a quote unquote great week of practice and then going out there and just not performing? Like, is that? Yeah, that's that's it's accurate. You, know, yeah. you can have those that you can have those days, and it's just it's just about you know who's on that day, and you just try to perform at your best at every time and, and prepare your best for you know every moment, so you don't have those letdowns. But I mean, sometimes it's just like I said, it's 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 a luck of the draw, honestly. So I feel like everything that they they wanted, they got. So it's just Murphy Law for us, man. Yeah. Well, you guys are such a deep uh, position group. So many good corners on this defense. And with you being a, a free agent, um, you know, I'm just curious, will, will will you just have your agent handle every bit of it? Will you stay out of it? Or do you reach out to Steven or Jerry or Will and say, hey, man, I really want to be here? Like, how do you handle that? I mean, I don't know. It's kind of it's still early. Uh, but I know I have a good relationship with some of the guys there um, to go out there and be able to reach out to them personally. Some of them have said, you know, 
let's we can talk personally. I mean, we can we can talk through this, you know, through the whole process. And I feel comfortable doing that because, I mean, like I said, they took a chance on me, and um, we have that trust factor. They have that trust factor that you know I'm gonna make the right decision for you know me and you know the the city of Dallas or wherever I am. So, you've been here a long time now. What's your favorite place to go eat? My favorite place to go eat. Oh man. These are the tough questions. Yeah, that's tough, man. So we like, we love um, Legacy Hall. Yes. We love Legacy Hall. Like me and my wife, we love at Legacy Hall, man. Like we like vegan vibrations. We love everything. The chicken spot, all of it. You like, lost we, me at the vegan spot, love. but yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't like the vegan? Oh, Look how it's, fat it's I am, dude. Good. I'm it's not a good. vegan. I tried, man. It's not bad. It's he's like, he's lost some weight since the last time you've seen him, hasn't he? He looks good. Man. He looks I told good. y'all, y'all look good. I'm not lying. Y'all look hey, good. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. But I, I we go there as a family, too, because it's like a luxury food court. Yeah, it is. It's like a, the nicest mall food court ever, but... You don't have to argue about where you're going because everybody can go get whatever they want. Exactly. Exactly. Are you a vegan? No. I like the vegan stuff, though. Huh? I like the vegan stuff, though. What's your go-to meal? You can only have one meal. It's like, hey, man, this is your go-to meal. Have whatever you want. What are you, you going to have? What am I going to have? Golly. It's hard. Give me tough questions. Um... I don't know, man. It's tough, bro. Like, I showed you my favorite is Legacy Hall. It's like 10 different options. Right, right. You're going to mix it up? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I don't know, man. I might I might get a, some chicken, that uh, duck fried chicken, whatever they call it, whatever. I don't know what they call it. It's is duck it? fried? I don't know. I don't know. It's I like that. Duck something. Is something it duck, duck or is it know, duck it's, fried? It's chicken, but it's You're, some type of duck okay, something. Okay, I'm in. It? I think it's uh, turducken. <laughs> no, nah, oh my god, ew. Oh my goodness. That's disgusting. <laughs> All right, you're standing there uh with your wife. The someone's babysitting the kid so you can have an adult meal mm-hmm. and to your left is a delicious steakhouse and to your right is a delicious sushi spot. Which one are y'all gonna go to? Uh we we're going to the steak spot. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say Okay, spot. respect. Okay, so you change your number. Mm-hmm. And you th- was that going into this year? That was last, last year. Last year. So yeah. you changed from twenty seven to two. 26 26 to 2 yeah. sorry 26 to 2 yeah. so you changed from 26 to 2 why the change and did it cost you money to make the change do you have to pay to do um that? i did i don't know i don't think i had okay. to pay they didn't tell me i had to pay a significant okay. amount to change my my number okay so 26 to 2 apologies so yeah. why did you change from 26 to 2 so 26 was my high school number uh, so 27, they just gave me because I was, oh, here you go. This is what we got. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, we didn't, you couldn't get single digits when I changed my number to 26. So I wanted to wear 26 because I wore that in college. And then I wanted to wear two when we got single digits because I wore that in Little League. So uh, I just felt like that was something I felt like I wanted to do. It's cool, man. Being in the NFL, being one of the first people to have a single digit on defense, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty special. Yeah. All right, before we let you go, is there anything that you would like to say to Dallas Cowboys fans? Uh, I just appreciate the support. I mean, especially this year. I mean, it's been a hell of a ride, man. They came out, supported us, especially at home, and um, well, even away. I mean, we had some games where it was in some tough, hostile environments, and we had like Buffalo where we had a lot of uh, fans. So, I mean, I appreciate the support. Um, I definitely had fun here, and um, hopefully we can do it again. So. Yeah, he's one of the nicest guys that's ever played for the Cowboys. Look at him. The great Jordan Lewis. All right, coming up next, uh, a drunken groom gets kicked off an airplane and a Dairy Queen meth ring gets busted. That's the type of stories we normally do. What do you, what do you think about those? I two? wanted a headline like that. <laughs> <laughs> coming up next. <laughs> 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.